What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Creed of Crypto podcast. As you can see, we've got Mr. Leahy and Randy here, two of the trailer park boys within the Hex community. Hope everybody is doing well out there. If you are on your way in tonight, smash the like, hit the subscribe button to the channel. We very much appreciate it. We do this every single week right here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we, of course, have a very special episode for you here this evening as uh, <laughs> we've got some news, a little bit of news. And uh, it is that Richard Hart has been sued by the SEC. Obviously, everybody's been looking at it over the last couple of days. Um, we have a lot, so many angles to break this down. Um, I didn't know that I'd start to get a smile on my face when I started to say that when this first broke on Monday. But uh, here we are a couple of days later and uh, interesting times ahead. Needless to say, that's all we're going to focus on tonight and, and, um, and a lot of different angles. And I think some angles that maybe you guys haven't really thought of or seen it approach from before, hopefully. So, Ewok, uh, considering the circumstances and everything going on, how are you generally feeling about uh, things in general? Uh, surprisingly good. Either we're a bunch of crazy people, demented people, or the news of the SEC has fired up this community. Um, so yeah, it's, it's relatively, uh, pretty smooth. I think it's, it's, it's going well. Uh, there's a lot of people that are pretty stoked about it, uh, for good reasons. And I think that is the biggest one is it's really brought the community together. You know, we're no longer fighting amongst each other. Now we've got a common goal to fight against. So it's been pretty cool. Yes, uh, I, I agree with you 100%. And that has been the most awesome thing is like the whole community coming together. It really, really has been cool, especially because, you know, whether it's because of prices being down or whatever else, people have been obviously really frustrated in the whole EHEX, PHEX thing and stuff like that. It shows you, regardless of, I'm not saying those debates weren't necessarily needed. I think like healthy debate is, is good. I think there are interesting topics that are always there to talk about, but this just kind of shows how trivial they are and unimportant and kind of puts things into perspective a little bit. And to to bring to cast that net even wider, the one thing that I want to say unequivocally, and I think more and more people are getting around at this point, people that you know, maybe whatever they are, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, but like Bitcoin maxis, maxis of whatever else, people that think Richard Hart's a scammer and blah blah blah, whatever. We need to realize that. Forget about Richard Hart's being named and his name being in this lawsuit, or you know, hacks, Pulse, Pulse X. Whether you own it, whether you don't, this is one hundred percent the SEC and this. Everybody keeps calling it a government entity. I guess it is, but these aren't elected people or anything. This is a war, flat out, from people who do want who want to limit your freedoms and limit DeFi. This is the SEC versus DeFi. So I don't care if you like Ripple, hate Ripple. We are all brothers in arms when it comes to this, and um, we need to unite against the SEC. So, yeah, I'm not saying that people out there uh, need to immediately start to like Richard Hart and invest in Hex if they don't, but we are on the same team here. And um, it, for the people like Michael Saylor and some of the others that um, you know like to, to just crap on anything in crypto that is not Bitcoin or anything, um, you just have to realize that... the. the you celebrating the SEC going after anybody, it's just, 
what are you even thinking? I mean, like these people are just not the original um, ethos of what crypto was or what I think Satoshi actually had in mind. So what do you think about that, Ewok? Because to me, this is really all about the SEC versus DeFi. Forget about Richard Hart or all these people, Garlinghouse, Ripple, anything. It's SEC versus DeFi. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it, it's not, it has nothing to do. I don't think Richard just kind of became a target, you know, and you begin to realize that the, the SEC... You know, it's not SEC versus Richard Hart. This is the SEC versus DeFi. Um, you know, we are the ethos of pure DeFi with no admin keys, you know, no off switches, immutable code, triple audited. You know, it goes, the list goes on and on of the more reasons why this is actual real crypto. Uh, you know, mostly DeFi exchanges. There's no major exchanges even carry it. So, Everything's on chain. Everything is is purely um, visible, and and there is no, you know, there's just no way to get around what it's totally transparent. You know, so you know, it's the DeFi. It's it's the SEC versus DeFi at this point, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, if you're cheering this on, you know, a bit Bitboy said it the other day, and you know, I was surprised he was standing up for it. Um, but he said, if you're cheering this on, you're part of the problem, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so all of crypto really needs to come together and, 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 you know, get on the same path, the same team here. You know, at least we have somebody like Richard Hart that hopefully fights this. You know, I don't want to see just a, a, a fine paid, uh, a slap on the wrist and a fine. I would rather see a, a full out fight. I, I mean, I know it could take probably a couple of years, but. I think it's better if we get the judgment and go for it um, at this point of the game and all the naysayers can go to hell uh, at that point, you know, mm -hmm. because they will say that, hey, this is, you know, this this, this is not a security, it's a commodity and uh, should be treated that way. So, yeah, I mean, and if you're cheering it on, they could come for your coin next. It's just one of those things where, you know, we've got to kind of set a precedent here. Um, and I think we have the right man to do the job. Yeah. And uh, so many different angles to look at that at, but yes, I, I agree hundred percent. We have to be on the same team here and you know, yet again, so there's so many times where Richard Hart is demonized because of, like the way he has acted before people just don't like the guy and everything, which is totally understandable. I mean, if you are from a distance and haven't looked into it, it's understandable as long as you're not rooting for the SEC to, um, you know, sue him and, and win against him in court or anything. But if you're just somebody who was turned off by him or the way he acted or not understanding Hex, that I understand. I mean, like there's many people right now, and I know me included, but so many people make the comparison about Richard Hart being like the Donald Trump of crypto. It's an apt comparison. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but I'll say right here, straight up myself, as somebody who voted for Donald Trump in the last election and assuming he's a candidate, we'll definitely do it in 2024. Um, I understand that like w back in 2015, like prior to him actually running, I was, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was weird. You know, I, we have a whole different paradigm politically in the United States now, but back then I literally laughed at the idea of him running and, you know, you need to keep an open mind and look into things. And I, you know, I'll shut out a guy like uh, Scott Melker today who had a stream with uh rags to riches of course and gary mm -hmm. uh I saw that. it was yeah and it was good i mean they weren't on for very long but i mean kudos to scott melker you know who has 
shit a little bit on Hex and Richard Hart in the past, has had opportunities, he said, to have Richard Hart on and turn them down, to have those guys on, hear them out. And it's not like he gave this unbelievable ringing endorsement that I'm going to buy, you know, a couple million Hex tokens later today. But kudos to him. He admitted wrong on several things uh, and, and being embarrassed by CFI in that stream today. So, I mean... You know, you have yep. to appreciate people that do that, I think. And, and, you know, there were people within that stream and there will be in others that are hexagons that were like shitting on Scott Melker a little bit. I just don't think that that's the time for this. This is a time for, you know, again, I know we keep saying it, but like th th there's a bigger conversation here and it's the SEC versus DeFi, not all these different little crypto communities. Yep, I agree. I'm seeing more and more, you know, prominent names come out with some of these um, because I think they realize the same thing. You know, they realize that this is an all-out war and they're after the entire space. Remember we were talking about Operation <clears throat> Chokehold? Um, I think this is still part of it, honestly. You know, they weren't done yet when they tried to shut the banks down. The SEC is not protecting the common people. They're protecting their bankster buddies, you know, because they see that this space is getting a piece of that pie and they can't get theirs. So I, I just, you know, make sure you realize that SEC has really never been out to protect anybody. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have things like FTX and, and Doquan and Mashensky and all these other guys, you know, walking around. Now, Mashensky did get arrested. So that was one yeah. positive note, but it wasn't by the SEC. And it wasn't from any of their findings. Uh, you know, they left this whole thing continue. So they should have been looking into it way back when, and they weren't. Again, right. they're not out to protect you, the investor. They're out to protect their bank cronies. And, you know, yet again, so Richard Hart, always the guy warning against these centralized entities and stuff like that. And right now, the... the we have so there's two big things that have been in the news this week the the Richard Hart lawsuit from the SEC and Kerr Finance somebody who actually is a criminal now <laughs> like uh the guy that heads up Kerr Finance who held 48% of their tokens which you know whatever i mean i'm not necessarily criticizing that but he actually did use them as collateral to buy a bunch of houses and stuff like that yep. and dump them so i mean there's actual stuff like that going on out there. And, you know, obviously we think about all the disasters of 2022 with FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, who just happens to be friends with the right people. Um, you know, it's just the hypocrisy is at an all-time well, high, really. he donated the money to the right people is what he did. I don't know that exactly. he's necessarily friends, but there was some uh, very, very large donations thrown their way. So, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry well, to interrupt you. No, it's fine. So what I want to look at here, and I know people, we're not going to do the whole, let's read the whole 27 page report. That's been done. Kudos to those people that have done that. But I want to just take a quick look at like a couple of the alleged charges here from the SEC. So number one is the obvious thing that they're throwing at everybody. They're throwing the kitchen sink. They did it to Ripple. They're going to do it to whatever your favorite token is to everything that's in the top 20 that they already mentioned before in another uh, statement. But uh, the first charge is selling unregistered securities, the same thing that everybody is after. I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how long we want to have this conversation, but I mean, that's going to be centered around Hex, Pulse Chain, Pulse X, but primarily I think Hex. I mean, is there a better ecosystem or token in all of crypto um, to beat that claim, especially with the massive L that the SEC just took on the Ripple case? 
I not at all. Won. Not at all. I, I, like I said, we've got the right man for the job to fight this. Um, he's one. If you've if you've listened to even an hour or two hours worth of any of his streams, you understand how intelligent he is. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of speculation. Did he kind of plan this? Did he give them enough ammo to kind of, or give him enough rope to hang himself, kind of thing, just to fight this? is he playing that kind of 4d chess man because if he is <laughs> that that's pretty awesome but I, I you know i don't think anybody would bring that upon themselves intentionally um but whenever the other stuff started happening with the other influencers and things like that i i kind of think he <clears throat> knew at that point where you know it, it, it's probably coming my way too so, but again, I, I think we've got the right person. Uh, he, he's going to educate them, uh, hopefully very eloquently and, um, make them understand. I will see. I mean, if it's, I don't know if you noticed or not, but it, it said that it, did it say demands a, a jury trial? Yeah. That, so, that's actually relatively typical though. I think that that's yeah. usually what people do. I think it's kind of a uh, bit of a threatening type move. Well, yeah. I think he's charismatic enough to, to even win the hearts of a jury. Um, you know, not many people are probably going to know about him unless you're in crypto, you know, he's not a, a, a public figure enough. Um, so, you know, I, I really think that just his intelligence and his knowledge on, on the, the subject um, far outweighs any kind of, you know, uh, I think he's eloquent enough to make it so it's not scammy at all what he's saying. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's mm -hmm. not anyway. Uh, but, but again, I go back to the, the point of where, you know, he's so well-spoken and he's so educated on, on the entire space. Um, he, he's going to walk circles around these guys. Cause you know, obviously the way this was written was either done by, you know, an intern or something, and they didn't proofread it. You know, it didn't put a whole lot of thought. Maybe someone had suggested that Chat GPT wrote it for them. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's I think possible. that's an insult to Chat GPT, honestly. Well, I think it was far worse than that, but maybe, but there's a lot of very, uh, you know, just non factual statements that were made in there. So, yeah. Uh, he's going to shoot them all down. Um, again, I hope he fights it. I, I don't want to see a fine. I, like I, I don't even want to see him have to pay a fine. I, I hope he fights it and and gets an outright victory um, because he is so smart. Well, I think 110% he fights it. I mean, we're now seeing that. So the first day was relatively quiet, and I love, love the first response, if you want to even call it that, of him. The second day was the tweet yesterday that was just an update about the Pulse Chain testnet. And then today he just retweeted, you know, I, I think he's obviously seeing the Uniswap stuff. I'm sure he's seeing that, which we're going to get into, yeah. um, but retweeting some things that he has tweeted in the past. And then a, a nice long tweet a little bit earlier that maybe we can get into. Um, he's clearly fighting this. I mean, I, I don't think there's any remote doubt and... Uh, I never really even had one. Before we get to that, though, I want to acknowledge this second thing because I do think this is important. So the unregistered securities, whatever, I think we all know how that's going to go. And yes, Richard Hart will be the smartest guy in the room with that entire discussion. Um, but the second thing, the misappropriating funds, $12 million, using it to buy luxury goods. So there are multiple problems here. Number one, I'm obviously not a lawyer. I'm not a judge or anything like that. Um, but 
I don't know that the SEC really even has jurisdiction to go down that road. Um, I don't even think it makes sense for them to make that claim. And and that's up to the judge, really, and to Richard's attorneys, who I'm sure will be the best that have ever walked the face of the earth, um, to shoot that down. And I'm sure they'll do a very good job of it because, again, I'm not trying to go on a diatribe here, but like this is like a hack job from the SEC. This is a clown show. Um, make an example out of somebody because we just took one on the chin with Ripple. So they're throwing the kitchen sink in here. You and I had this discussion on X, Twitter, whatever, the other day. Um, not only is it insanely hard to prove whether like sacrifice funds were directly used to buy said diamond or watch or whatever, it's actually the opposite. There, in fact, is proof that that money has not really been moved or used for that. Go into that a little bit because I, well, this claim is just ridiculous on all levels. I think the responsibility is on the court to prove that he did, not him that to prove that he didn't. Um, right, it is. So as far as you know, we all know, the, the sacrifice money is still there. Um, there's been plenty of people that have done the blockchain analysis and and shown it. Now, yes, it has moved, has moved into several wallets, uh, but it still sits all on chain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all know that Richard had a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, he, he's been buying and mining ever since 2011. So, and he called the top. So who's to say uh, that, a lot of that wasn't from Bitcoin sales or um, he's got quite a bit of Ethereum too. So, you know, for them to, to think that a billion dollars was raised, I think it was like 1.4, 1.6 between both sacrifice phases between pulse and pulse X um, 1.4 billion, right? And they're talking about $12 million. It's such a small percentage. And I don't even think they got that right. I'm sure he spent more than that. You know, right. dude had $10 million of watches. Uh, the, the diamond itself was valued at $3.5 or $4 million. Um, and that doesn't include the cars. So you got all the cars. You've got, you know, the clothes, uh, all the, the, the Louis Vuitton, the bags, the, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know where that number came from. I really don't know. But yeah. either way, it doesn't matter. Um, it, it's on them to to kind of prove that he did, that those you can see a, 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 a chain from the sacrifice wallet into something else for a sale and then the, the receipts for that. I, I just, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, Crypto Frontier, I don't even know if the museum is still a thing. I, like, I haven't heard anything about it. He hasn't tweeted about it, so Surprise, I don't know. Surprised I wasn't in a lawsuit and something. Yeah, I, I don't even know if that has, like, fizzled out or if it's still a thing. I think it would be cool, um, you know, but it, it, we haven't heard anything about it. But either way, there was just, there was, you know, I, I don't think there's any proof. I, I don't think they can flat out prove that, that any of it was customer funds. Um, not to mention, even if it was. It was a sacrifice, you know, yeah, who cares? and yep. he fulfilled his promise for the sacrifice. It's not like the sacrifice happened and then there was no product. Right. Right. Um, right. People got exactly what they 
sacrificed for. They got zero value tokens um, for both chains. They got their free airdrop. They got everything. So as, as far as I know, um, there were no promises that were made that weren't fulfilled either. So, you know, that's another thing is it, once that money is there, who's to say what he can or can't do with it? I don't think that's, again, their decision to make and, and say, well, he, he's marketing himself. Um, we all knew that. We all knew from before. You know, I've posted a video earlier today on Twitter that said something about, he's like, man, I got to punch through the noise. I, 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 I got to be seen. And in order yeah. to be seen, I've got to, I've got to dress like a clown. And if that's what I've got to do, I'm going to do it. You know, flat mm -hmm. out said it. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I've got to get eyes on this. I want to help people um, fix their money situation. And this is the best way I know. And until it doesn't work, he's like, if, when it doesn't work, I'll pivot. So, right. you know, again, it's all part of the plan. It was all, you know, it wasn't like he just went out blowing money. He was doing it to get eyes on himself. It was a marketing. As far as I'm concerned, he could he could write it off as as that exactly that marketing, right? You know, he yeah. was his brand, it was branding, it was marketing. You know, even some of those things were were hideous and and I would never be caught dead in some of the clothing that he was wearing. But but he admitted he looked like a clown. <laughs> You know, yeah. so uh, yeah. again, you know, it's just that's that's how I stand on it. I, I just don't think they can prove it. I think it's all still there. So even I, better. Yeah. I think it's all still there. And, you know, I've heard multiple people from, I guess, some of the big influencer channels that are talking to some of the hex folks that, you know, we have this kind of like um, these two entities coalescing now. We have like, the big, like we talked about Scott Melker earlier, there's going to be others, I'm sure, that are getting their their heads more out of the sand and, and looking more at this and talking to Hexacans and we're kind of meshing that together. But I mean, I heard somebody ask directly the other day, like, well, what would your feeling be if you found out he did that $12 million was or whatever number was directly? Like, I don't care at all. I really don't care. Like no. you said, there is a product it's pretty much universally liked and better than Ethereum right now. It's far cheaper. Um, you know, that yeah, there's been some little snags and stuff along the way, and people wanted Paul's chain to be out earlier than it was and things like that. But, you know, uh, overall, yeah, the product is there. And, like, I, it, it's not to me what the guy does with his money. Not only that, we all we don't know for sure, but it's highly likely and with our own eyes seems as if he had – plenty of money for these kind of things for quite a long time so right. I, that that's that's the whole thing about like who are the victims here we don't know any other than like one or two names from new york which we'll get to because that's the jurisdiction in this case because at least one hex investor is in new york well i mean wow. if that's if, if that's the, if that's what you need for jurisdiction why isn't it in like tampa florida why isn't it in uh wichita kansas you know like just put it anywhere then you know well, New York um, has one of the strongest um, uh, right. laws against crypto in general. You know, I, I get that. I totally get that. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm just saying that, like, there are investors everywhere. I'm just saying it's clear that they're using. It's clear their manipulation of this. That's all. I, I I know why they're doing it. I'm just saying that you can't just cherry pick because a guy is in New York. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. I I. I that's all I was saying. It's just well, let's talk about that jurisdiction point, though. So, um, the fact that Uniswap, okay, so within their complaint, 
or these allegations. They're saying that the fact that Uniswap is based in Brooklyn uh, or that the, the the founders or developers, or however they're trying to twist it to pretend that this is a, a Brooklyn or New York incident, um, that they're based in Brooklyn, the Uniswap people, um, and that a lot of the transactions happen on Uniswap and at least one investor lives there. I mean, it's just, it, it's a real stretch. And honestly, I don't know who the judge will be in this case. And it's not as if we're all highly educated on who these judges are and every facet of their personality. But I have to think if they're looking at the SEC and if they're not, if they don't have any kind of huge bias, knowing what the SEC has just done previously um, and knee jerk suing Richard Hart, what a mere, I don't know, three weeks two, three weeks after losing the Ripple case. Um, all these reactions and then just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. It, I, for a good judge, I would think it's going to create a heavy eye roll. I mean, some of this stuff. Well, what do you think about that? And and again, you know Richard Hart's lawyers are going to be fantastic. So I just, this just smacks of like, did you guys, do you even know what you're talking about here <laughs> when you wrote this up? And I don't think they do. I think it was a desperation shot because they've heard so many people talking scam. I, I think that's really all it is. I, I don't think, um, I really don't think they stand a chance. I, I don't know what more, you know, needs to be said, but because all of their stuff is so non factual or not provable. Um, it sh should be an open and shut case. Now, I know they like to drag these things out forever. Um, the, the problem is when you drag things out forever, it costs people a ton of money <clears throat> and they hope that, you know, you use all your funds or, or whatever it may be to fight the case and end up settling anyway. But I really don't think that's going to be the case. I, I just I just don't. I want to acknowledge this comment, <clears throat> excuse me, a moment ago from Ryan. Um, Uniswap HQ is in Brooklyn with the removal of Hex from their front, and I can't help but wonder if they're behind the suit too. I've heard that speculated already. Maybe not behind it, but yeah, I mean, I guess if that's how you want to say it, yeah, that Uniswap is. I mean, we we've already seen. I mean, there's already been like woke virtue signaling and stuff like that from them. Um, now they as a decentralized exchange, and they have been absolutely lit up by this community over the last 24 hours. It's been a beautiful thing to see. And it's going to have real impacts because, I mean, look oh, up their reviews sure. on Trustpilot right now. They have like a one star. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Not so, that people go to Trustpilot to do a, a, an exchange before they do stuff. Um, but, right, but the ironic part of this is the Hexicans made Uniswap popular. Um, mm -hmm. One of the very first communities that said, this is the way it needs to be done. You don't ever have to worry about a centralized exchange. This is great. You know, although from the beginning, they still never really put Hex um, on their front end. Anyway, we had to add the contract right. and it always came up and said, you know, this is this use your best judgment here. You know, we're not going to be held responsible for it. Uh, meanwhile, all these rug tokens are, are listed every day. So it's just it's very ironic. Um, the, the funny part is. The liquidity is still there. All the liquidity yep. that was entered is still there. You just can't find Hex on their page. Uh, and even more censorship, let's let's talk about this. When I asked you um, by, via direct message um, last night or the night mm. before, 
I'm like, did you try ethex.com? It wouldn't even let me type it out. It wouldn't let me send that message to you. Yeah, I know. So I, yeah, what's Twitter doing or X or whatever the hell it's called? What do they do? Like, how would they even know about that front end in order to block it? So it's just, yeah, man, I, I don't uh, know how, how deep it goes, right? So I think I heard a little bit about that. Now, I am surprised that specifically typing out the ethhex.com one wouldn't work. So maybe maybe I'm just too dumb to know how they can ingratiate that like into their algorithm or whatever. But um, the the Uniswap blocking of uh, alternate Uniswap sites has actually been disabled like that on Twitter for some time, I guess, because of, you know, how like the, there's all this MetaMask stuff. If you type in MetaMask, you get these bots. I guess there's been a disability feature on people putting alternate Uniswap um, like at, like for scam purposes, different addresses into Twitter. So they have disabled that. I would I'm still shocked, though, that doing the ETH hex one. Didn't register, though, when you sent it to me. And I don't think, if I recall, because I saw Alex McWhorter and some others, I, I don't know if you type, like, the Hedron swap one in, if it won't let you do it either. The, it, the does. Front end that, it does. It oh, does, and that's, that's why he changed the link. I heard him on a stream earlier today. Or, no, that stream was... Okay. There was one was today the, he was on. It was great. Well, he was on Cabana's stream just a little bit ago. Um, yeah. That was fantastic. A uh, lot, yeah. of, lot of alpha there, but... Um, he he stated today the old link because it was a Twitter conversation um, that I think Crypto Vince was part of uh, because somebody had given the old link. It was like uniswap.hedron.pro. Well, Alex said himself, I changed it to just swap.hedron.pro because the other one was getting tagged um, or, or blocked. It was being censored. So that's why he changed the link completely. But there's, you know, another site for you that you can still trade your hex and, and buy and sell as much as you want um, using the Uniswap front end. Now, it still shows when you do go to that site, it's got the unicorn in the corner. I mean, it still looks like Uniswap um, and it's points right to hex. So, you know, that's we've got several of those now. We'll probably get into that here in a little bit. But, um, it, you know, it, it's good that the community is as smart as they are. Uh, because there's workarounds, you, you know, within hours, we had another solution uh, for the problem. So, yeah, kudos to, to Alex and to um, Internet Money Guys. And there's another yep. one out there, too. Looks like Change Now has come around. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, changed on uh, change now. Uh, had a big tweet supporting Hex earlier today, so good for them as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, and that's the thing to remember. Like with DeFi, I mean, as much as the Uniswap thing pisses you off, and it does seem like they are going down a, a strange uh, road right now. I mean, this is there is still DeFi, and there are other ways to get everything done that you need to get done. Um, if you guys are enjoying it so far, smash the like, spread the word of the channel, spread the word of DeFi, because we are going to defeat the SEC. There's no stopping this train. You can't ban wheels. You can't ban, you know, uh, forks. I mean, the cat's kind of out of the bag. The idea is out of the bag. And uh, we're kind of moving on here. So um, thank you all for joining us here tonight. We're going to keep rolling ahead with this because this is just um, been an awesome last couple of days to see everybody kind of converge together, especially like non-hex, you know, people with the hexagons and everything. And I think we're going to continue to see that crossing of bridges. I want to go real quick, Ewok, to this. Um, and we're going to kind of get to a point that I think we disagree on. 
did Richard Hart know this was coming all along? And when I say all along, I, I guess I mean for at least maybe the the last year, or maybe from from uh, you know when you're as loud of a guy as he has been, and creating the products you are, and literally taking on the SEC. I mean, like we see we see that clip of him in the black tee on uh, Maddie's stream from back in January, directly calling out the SEC. Maybe not calling them out, but yeah, you know, he pretty much did. Um, how far back do you think he was planning for this? And I don't even think it takes saying that you're a conspiracy theorist or anything like that to say um, that he just, he's like, hey, if this gets big enough with what I'm creating and how I'm going so against the grain for real DeFi and real crypto, um, will they will come after me. Like, I know that they will come after me. So with the outrage marketing, I might as well reel them in you know, put a nice chunk of cheese on the mousetrap for them. And I'm going to have all the receipts, both figuratively and literally. I mean, nobody could be as smart as a guy as he is. And those people that have actually watched Richard Hart know how smart he is. There's no way you could think he's that dumb to, you know, just be doing that shit to actually flaunt it. We We know that. So, I know you kind of disagree with me the other day, but I mean, to me, it's almost like, let me serve this up on a silver platter and bait these guys in, and then I will take them down better than anybody else in this industry might be able to. I don't know. Well, I, so I don't know, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just, um, I don't know who would ask for it like that. I think, like I said earlier, I, I think when the other influencers started to get the subpoenas... Uh, about being paid influencers. Um, I think at that point he knew they were looking into it. And that was back in, what was that? September, October? Like, I don't even remember when it was, like exact date wise. But I think at that point he he kind of knew. Now, did he set this up? Did he do it on purpose? No, I don't think so. Um, but I think he was definitely smart enough to keep track of everything um again he do plays 4d chess and i don't think uh for a minute that he wouldn't be prepared uh, for whatever they do throw at him uh knowing full well that they were already looking into the finances because they said that he or heck whatever was was paying the influencers to talk about it so again i i don't think uh, for a minute that he egged it on. Um, however, I think he's very prepared for for it. You know, so that's just my opinion. You really think that he, he saw this coming and, and said, bring it? I think that he, yeah, to a degree, I think that he knew um, because of what he was creating. He's obviously very smart about the industry as a whole. The Ripple suit, you know, case has already been going on forever. Um, I think he just probably saw the writing on the wall that like with his personality, um, he, and, and again, with how controversial it is that they're not, you know, they're censored, you know, Hex has been censored every step of the way, not on major coin ranking sites or anything like that. He knew that what his creation was could be a catalyst if he got the attention. You know, you have other people out here making DeFi stuff like, uh, I know it's a swear word around here, but like Jack Levin or whoever else, like these newer DeFi protocols and stuff like that that aren't acting like Richard Hart, you know? So, I mean, 
anybody could decide I'm going to go do this to be this enigmatic figure to not only attract a bunch of people to what I'm doing just out of the excitement and the drama and all that stuff, which has worked in droves. Um, but then also literally the act of flaunting all of the stuff and the clothes and all this stuff. I mean, it's so douchey. It's like, who would like someone like that? If that's what he really was, which we know it isn't. No, nobody would. So, I mean, yeah, I think he purposely, well, we know he purposely put a target on his back as far as attention, but I have to think that he also thought, well, this is certainly going to attract the attention of somebody like the SEC too. You know, I mean, I, I don't know like the specificity of which I'm saying that, that he planned this, but I think in the back of his mind, he was like, that's, that is a potential result of this. And I will bring the hammer down, you know? Yeah. You know, one of the things that we, you know, I think it was, it was brought up here. Uh, King Kong crypto just said it, he knew, and that's when he pivoted his marketing. Um, that's also when the message came up on the Twitter that says, I don't read any mail or newspapers or anything like that too. So maybe they had been trying to serve him. Um, you know, and where did they come up with this Denmark thing? Like, I don't think anybody really knew where Richard lived, except maybe a couple close friends. I really don't know. Um, they seem to say that's where he's at, but you know, who cares? It doesn't really, that doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's possible. It's a, it's a theory to, to say, you know, well, it's inevitable. So let's just plan for it and, and, and bring it on. Who knows? Yeah, uh, to answer Ryan's question, the SEC doc says jury trial demanded. That That's demanded by the plaintiff uh, in, in this case because they, they actually – we haven't even seen a response from the defendant yet, which would be Richard Hart. So, um, yeah, that's definitely by them. Um, and, again, that's usually kind of like a uh, drama-inducing, like, yeah, we're demanding a jury. You know, that's usually just to kind of scare people a little bit. Um, and, and that's the thing. That's why – frankly, that's why you see um, – all of these massive whale capitulations right now. And some of the dumber, maybe like not whale type. I mean, not the whales can't be dumb. Obviously a lot of them are, (laughs) but uh, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of this capitulation. When people see these government printouts, I mean, all it's just bullshit. I mean, obviously if you've read the thing, it clearly is, but you know, the letterhead and the fancy writing and the symbols and the, wow, look at that indent. It looks like a paper I did in college. People see that stuff and just get scared because it has big labels on it and stuff like that. If you read the document and see that they don't even know that Paul sex is actually on Paul's chain, it's not on Ethereum. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other errors. I mean, there were so many, I'm, I'm trying to jog my memory, but, um, there's people get intimidated by that. So, um, you know, anybody can sue anybody for anything. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't just because somebody files something in court doesn't mean it's going to happen. And you won because you're the plaintiff. Right. We're, this is not the end of the road. And I believe it's a civil suit. Like, I don't think it's even criminal. It's not criminal. It's a civil suit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these people are like, Richard's going to go to jail. (laughs) Well, right not not ever on a civil suit does anybody go to jail so there's either a settlement um or a continuance or you know then it could go if the department of justice then wanted to look into it more and file criminal charges you know 
after that, I believe then there would have to be a criminal case brought up. So, yeah, yeah. this is just a civil suit. <laughs> People and and you know what? Did you have you seen the 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 quote of Richard actually saying? So, what if I went to jail? Hex still runs. There's multiple front ends. Right. Nothing happens to the code. We've talked about this how many times? It's in our intro. You know, it's the beauty yeah. of Hex. It still runs. Nothing will stop that code. And now it runs on two chains. And Pulse Chain is so far decentralized that nothing's going to stop it either. You know, you've got over 20, 30,000 validators out there uh, all running their own node. Who's going to stop that? And Pulse Chain is just, or Pulse X is just code on top of Pulse Chain. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so far decentralized that even if it's not happening, but even if Richard would go to jail, everything still runs just the way it was planned. So, literally, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, he literally could go to jail and there would be like a little bit of capitulation, just like we're seeing now, and then things would be fine. I mean, people, once again, people do not. Um, especially I think if they're from legacy finance, like appreciate communities in crypto. And I don't mean like likes the communities, but appreciates the power of a community and how much that really moves an asset. I mean, it, anybody that's in this ecosystem, even if you are just your toes are dipped in, if you've seen anything on Twitter and YouTube over the last 48 hours or so, and not just, you know, somebody doing a little cheerleader tweet or whatever, I'm talking about like, mountains have already been moved again like scott melker doing that stream today bitboy was on with Corey costa earlier which was fantastic bitboy did a whole segment on a show earlier today like him or hate him whatever i'm not even trying to have that conversation but he has a massive following and is full-blown 100 supporting richard hart in this so well you know i want to address this 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 says did you listen to the twitter space with uh shkreli i don't know who yes, that is i Martin didn't Shkreli. Listen. yeah um but he said, if you have a jury trial about anything financial, you're as good as dead because they don't understand anything. Well, that's the beauty of Richard. He, if gets, if he gets a chance, um, he educates people. That's what he does. Um, so I, I think he can make people hopefully understand uh, quickly enough to make a, a decision and, and not be uneducated or, you know, so that they do understand it at least. I would not be worried about this in the slightest, this whole jury thing and what guys like Martin Screlly are saying and stuff like that. These are people that have no understanding of what this stuff is or just talking about like other old financial cases that they were involved in. The people, I know what space he's referring to, and there was a lot of, I don't want to say bad information in it, but people that are coming at it from an <clears> entirely <throat> different angle that, that don't even. Was that the Mario one or was it Eric it was the Wall initial or? It, well, th both. Yeah, it, it was the um, uh, one of the Mario ones. I think Mario did two. I think it was the one on the second day. Yeah. But yeah. All these different people were chiming in and and they you could tell. I mean, it was much like reading the lawsuit they, they had as much knowledge of all this stuff and what Richard Hart is and all that stuff as anybody else. So I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel like I even see this getting in front of a jury. I'm not sure what direction it's going to go, but I, that leads me to exactly what I wanted to ask you, Ewok. So what is the long-term result here? And I'm going to give you three options. There's going to be obviously nuance in each one of these, but RH wins the case completely. Um, you know, no, no fine paid, no nothing. He wins the case, or maybe it's even dismissed because his lawyers do such a good job to embarrass 
these claims. Um, and again, the first claim, the unregistered security has pretty much already been settled before. Um, second scenario, Richard Hart settles, but is barely affected by it, just a fee to the SEC so they can get their money out of something that they have nothing to do with, all while actually tanking the price of the project and hurting people way more. $100 million of market cap, hurting people infinitely more than Richard Hart has ever done in this ecosystem. The SEC has literally directly hurt. $100 million has been sucked out of this because of what they've done. Um, and just looking at a similar case, so EOS, you guys have probably heard this by now, but EOS back from the previous couple of cycles raised $4 billion, got sued, and then had to pay basically a 2% fee to the SEC after all of that, just to show Basically, yeah, just a drop in the bucket. Um, and then the third scenario, the SEC is 100% correct. They win the case. Richard Hart's lawyers fail. Uh, he potentially goes to jail. I think that is 100% the least likely not going to happen scenario. So um, out of the first two, I mean, what do you think is more likely? Do you? Th- we both think he's going to fight it. I don't think there's any way it's just like, oh, you really got me up against a wall here. Like, can I just <laughs> give you t- the $12 million? He's not going to do that. He's going to fight yeah. it. That doesn't necessarily mean after you know he shows his hand, they show their hand, and everybody does a dance back and forth a whole bunch, that he doesn't just say, you know what, shut the hell up and take this money and get the hell out of my way and just yeah. move on and and really does win in the long, you know, the grand scheme of things. I think he wants a judgment. I, I, personally. I think so, too. Yeah. I would want a judgment after all of the, the shit and the – um people yelling scam i i really think that he would want a judgment i think he would want an answer flat out saying you know you did no wrong there's nothing wrong there's no victims uh we can't find anything to charge you um now will there still be a fine i I don't know i don't know how that works i mean if, if they would just dismiss everything with no fines that would be the ultimate goal obviously um, however, uh, I, I think there will still be some sort of something that he has to pay. Uh, they're going to find something to make stick. They really rarely uh, lose on all avenues of whatever they're bringing up. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there will probably be some sort of fine. Uh, but again, there's no worry that it can't be paid. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean... I would love to see it. I would love to see the judgment handed down and, you know, just flat out say, you know, these guys have done nothing wrong. Uh, but, you know, that would be the, the the best scenario, obviously. You know, and going back to, you know, the judgment thing and Ryan asking about the jury trial earlier there. I mean, like Richard's lawyers could always say, like, exactly what um, Ryan just pointed out that Martin Screlly said in that that room the other day, Richard's lawyers could just be like, look, involving 12 other people in a decision like this, it's already over the plaintiff's head. They don't even know what they're filing anything about. And then you're going to bring 12 randos in here to make a decision on this that have no, you know, this isn't like, um, if if the glove fits, you must acquit and like some, (laughs) you know, highly publicized murder case. This is like, nobody even understands, um, any of this shit again, including especially DeFi. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm thinking they could, you know, again, if there's a reasonable judge, which if you're a judge, you should pretty much be reasonable on most counts, then uh, yeah, I think they could argue against yeah. that. So good point. Good point. 
Yeah. Um, what do you think about, I don't know how much I really care about this. I think this was, again, I think that this suit was coming for quite a while here and they were lined up like, you know, these guys are always going to have something in their back pocket because they're going to fail and fail and fail and have to move on to something else. So they fail with ripple. They got this going on three weeks later, but, um, what do you think about this lining up with the premiere of the movie? Literally not tomorrow, but the next day, two days from now. I mean, I I don't know about any plan or anything like that. I'm not necessarily saying that, but this dynamic, I mean, it's just crazy how much is going on simultaneously. Yeah. I couldn't have been the stars just kind of aligned for this. Um, It couldn't have been planned any better. You know, you, you have a national movie premiere, what five, literally four or five days before um, or after this announcement, we couldn't have paid for, for this type of advertisement um, to get Richard's name out there. You know, I saw it on CNBC. Um, I saw it on a lot of the, the bigger pieces or the bigger, you know, news uh, stations, you know, online anyway. I haven't seen it on TV. Like, I haven't seen any of that yet uh, or heard his name. But, you know, it, 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 it's pretty good advertising. And I think you know, because the, the documentary is not a puff piece about Richard, um, it kind of everybody that has said that they've seen that has seen it, they said, you know, it leaves you to decide what you think. It gives you all sides um, and leaves the, the viewer to, to make the decision on what they think. So, yeah, it, it couldn't have been any better timing. And, you know, left and right, they're selling out now uh, nationwide, hopefully adding more dates. Uh, and on top of that, how does Netflix not pick this up now, you know, with the the notoriety or whatever you want to call it of, of now an SEC lawsuit? Um, what better story? And I, I know these guys are probably still filming. Um, they're, I don't think they're done. I, I don't think this is yeah. uh, kind of leads to a sequel maybe um, or a, a short series anyway. So I, yeah, I think it's all playing out the, the best we could have expected. People have been speculating on the sequel thing and everything. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you on the Netflix thing. In the past, I used to think just because, you know, crypto is our little sector of the earth and of, you know, the Internet and everything right now. And sometimes I think like, are, yeah, but are the general public going to give a shit about a documentary like this? And then it hits me that like in March of 2020, um, a strange uh, uh, effeminate man who owns a tiger ranch uh, would be like the, the rage in this country and everybody would be obsessed with the tiger King. So, I mean, you know, that's not a niche of life I'm currently involved in. And I found it wildly entertaining and uh, Joe exotic 2024 is all I have to say. Um, I think the pandemic, definitely people were locked in their houses with nothing (laughs) better to do, had a little bit to do with it too. So that, that that probably helped too. Hey, maybe we need another lockdown. uh, Um, but, uh, release the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, there's just all these ingredients coming together. Like the, the, these big channels talking about it and, you know, I, I don't want to directly like hate on any of the big influencers that are um, still calling Hex, you know, acting like Hex is negative. But I, ju- I just can't believe it. Like people that are still crapping on Richard Hart, George from Cryptos Are Us, who's been, you know, his channel's been around for a couple of cycles now, congratulated the SEC and was practically clapping for them on stream about this the other day, which I just could not believe. But then again, 
I'm we sure named the Bankless it. boys are eating it up too. I haven't they? seen it much from them yet. I've, I've been looking for it. I'm surprised. I've been really looking for it. I'm sure they love it. But um, but yeah, Coin Bureau, a uh, guy from Coin Bureau, who's another gigantic channel that's never even mentioned Richard Hart once, I don't think, defended Hex in a tweet thread I saw about on the Uniswap thing and criticized Uniswap. Uh, again, BitBoy, uh, Scott Melker coming out a little bit. So this is the beginnings. This has just begun. So um, I, I wasn't going to get to this yet, but let's just do it now. The, the, the bridges are being crossed here. Where do you think this goes? I mean, like in a matter of months, as the world turns um, with this situation, do you think, I think we're seeing the start of the change of the conversation now. When do you think we get to a point where every major influencer channel is at least acknowledging Hex now, acknowledging Paul's chain? I mean, Altcoin Daily, those guys have been starting to come around a little bit for a while. Say what you will about them. You know, that that that's fine. It's not a channel that I watch, but they, you know, ha have been coming around on it a little wee bit, you know, at least giving yeah. it some press and not being, ex you know, heavily critical. critical. Uh, so I, uh, a little think? wee bit as far as maybe it's some engagement farming happening. I don't think they've stuck up for us at all. <laughs> Well, they, they condoned Hex as like uh, one of their top coins to buy in August the other day and stuff like that. I mean, I, I listen, I'm no fan of their channel or anything like yeah. that. I, I'm just saying that the chokehold is is losing its grip is what I'm saying it, casually. I'm not sitting here I saying agree. I love all coin daily or anything, but I'm also I don't want to be here to hate or anything because that's what's getting us all in a bad place to begin with. People well, sure. are not. If people sure. look at hexagons like a cult, I think that problem is on them and they should examine things a little bit more and just know that there's a lot of gray area in this day and age. And you, sh you know, shouldn't always judge a book by its cover. And I think in oh. crypto, that couldn't be more true. So Yeah. And the reason, you know, that, that a lot of the hexagons are like that is because of the absolute shit that we dealt with from day one. Um, it, it made such a strong, tight community. Uh, that when everybody was against us, you know, uh, it, it really solidified the community. And that's why they appear cult-like, um, you know, that was basically because of all of this stuff. Now, here we go again, where it seems like th there's no fighting amongst each other. It's now fighting against this. So I can see that uh, mentality from the outside showing itself again. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is very good to see some of these guys finally coming out, hopefully understanding, you know, what I said earlier is that it's really the SEC against all of DeFi, all of crypto, pretty much, you know, they're going to come for one and then they're going to come for another and they're not going to stop. I really don't think. And if Bitcoin seems to think that they're immune to all this, um, <sighs> Who knows? They could be next too. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't see it. I, I think because there's so much financial institutions now in Bitcoin, a lot of people have money invested. Um, I, I don't know that they'll come after them. Um, but, you know, watch out. Don't care for what you wish for. So, <laughs> you know, it's just who knows how far this, you know, how far they take it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I guess 
trying to think of any other angles here. I want to, I want to start by finishing off with this. I mean, like, and this is, you know, maybe not the most important part, maybe it is to some people. Um, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what this could continue to mean as far as the price of this ecosystem in the short, mid, long term. Um, I know you're not the biggest fan of B roots, but he was like vehemently calling the bottom, uh, last night, basically. Um, and not just him. I, I think there's a lot of people that, have seen this comparison and it's kind of uncannily led up or um, basically lined up with each other, but the launch of Ethereum and the launch of Pulse chain, the, the, the price of the Pulse token versus Ethereum has been very similar. And there was this massive capitulation um, on Ethereum this early on, whenever it launched, um, we're seeing the same thing right now with Pulse chain and FUD from the SEC and things like that. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't think you're crazy if thinking last night was the bottom. I mean, you know, I we've seen so many times that people try to call bottoms in the bear market that it just gets like, who gives a shit? Just buy when, you know, you want a DCA kind of. But, um, you know, if if you're buying right now, if you have like that, that amount of conviction, I, I don't know how you wouldn't have bought over the last two days. And I uh, somewhat irresponsibly did so. Um, so what do you think you walk? I mean, like the, the bottom is more like a, a gulf of time than it is an exact price point. Um, you know, cause we don't know if it's happened yet. People could still act like it, try to DCA or not. Do you think we have seen it? And there's so many different ways this whole thing could go, but what do you think we see price wise for this ecosystem in the coming weeks? Because we know how short of a, uh, um, you know, mind, what am I trying to say? Uh, attention span people have in crypto. This will be out of the news in a week. I'm not even kidding. Like out of the main news cycles, this will be not one of the main headlines next week. Now it'll come back as like more developments happen, but this isn't going to be at the forefront like this quite forever, even though there will be much more attention over the long haul. So um, what do you think we see on the price of this ecosystem here in the short term? And is the bottom end, do you think? Um, well, so this could go a couple different ways. It really depends on if people are going to dump more pulse. And I'll tell you why. Pulse chain is um, very dependent on the pulse price only because there's very few stable coins. You know, if pulse gets dumped, the price of hex is going to go with it unfortunately, because there's so much liquidity. Uh, remember Hart's Law. Don't forget about it. Um, right. it, it. There's nothing to bond it to a solid floor um, of a dollar. Um, so, you know, if you've noticed the last day or so, there's been a ton of buying. Uh, hex, especially. Yes. Yep. Uh, however, the price is still falling, and that's because of Hart's Law. And it's so tied to the pulse chain price, which somebody dumped 200 billion of them. I think I forget what it was. Um, now that candle got bought back up somewhat. People are getting some really good prices. Um, but because the price of that went down so far, it brought everything else with it. So it really depends. Like um, how many people are going to want to get out? How many big investors that sacrificed a quite a bit of money um, 
are going to dump a bag because they're not too sure what's going to happen with this case. Now, I think it's going to be fine. Problem is they may not want to wait. They may want to cut their losses now, get their some of their money back, and uh, move on to something different. Um, you know, somebody else in the in the comments asked it earlier. Does this affect the cycle? Uh, well, it could. It really could. It could, you know, stall things out. Um, however, I think with a positive ruling, it's almost like um, skipping a cycle so to speak. I think uh, whoever, I think it was Randy Hilarski that had mentioned it the other night. Um, he, he said, you know, normally a chain like Pulse Chain would take probably three cycles to establish itself, um, but a positive ruling could remove one of those cycles. You know, so for Pulse Chain, it could have a immense draw on the second cycle rather than the third because of all this. Now, back to your question. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know the mentality of some of the bigger investors um, on if they're really in the space, if they really know what's going on, or are they just hearing it from their, you know, brother-in-law's sister's husband kind of thing. So it, it's really hard to say. I, I mean, the price is looking pretty juicy. Um, in my opinion, I think we're possibly close to a bottom. I think it was 90, 90 days uh, for Ethereum, and it's pretty yeah. close to that point. You know, it's even though it was a, a black swan event to get us there, um, the the charts are looking pretty similar. So that's you know, what I'm saying. Are you looking at it right now? Or no, I'm, at, oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not looking You're at right it though. at all. Um, yeah. But but if you look at the, you know, I think it was day ninety, and we are approaching that. So. I don't know. It's it's close. It's a couple weeks, probably. Uh, I'm get, guess that if we're going to do very something very similar to what Ethereum did, then then yeah. I mean, we're we're in that ballpark. It's a it's a damn good time to DCA. That's that's going to be my my statement. Um, no financial advice, but I am anyway. I bought Same. some bought some um, hex today, even um, trying to get a little bit more of everything. Now, you know, I I. I uh, invested quite heavily on the sacrifice phases so you know i'm in pretty good position there um but with these prices it's it's hard not to want more so I, yeah. i'm solid on it and i think we're approaching that level if we haven't already we're getting close i think i think so too and it's one of those things where i heard somebody say earlier today i mean you know whether there's there's obviously two sides of the coin with this um and that is either you know, the, the the capitulation and the things and the news and everything right now is legitimately scary. I mean, I totally understand if some people were, you know, a, a little bit worse. I mean, I, you know, we, it was disturbing when we first heard it, but we're not scared or anything like that. But I understand if some people are, depending upon how they've gotten into the market or what their life is or whatever that may be. So, you know, it's understandable. And everybody's been DCAing. I mean, do you even have any money left at this point? You know, it, it's understandable if people don't. But, Remember, like as shitty as you feel right now, if you need to go into the little portfolio app or whatever it is you use and hit the little I button that uh, asterisks what your portfolio is or how much it's down and not even look at it, do that. And then just look at the percentage allocations, whatever you need to do to be able to sleep a little bit better at night in the meantime. I mean, at least know that 
you're in something that you can have confidence in. It's true DeFi. You've got it in a hardware wallet, hopefully somewhere. Maybe you're staked out, whatever. Um, and remember too, that if you are just holding during this time, even if you don't have lots of dry powder, any dry powder to DCA, you're not selling. Like you're still staying, staying here. And, and as difficult as that feeling is in the meantime, I, I get it. I totally understand it. But, um, you know, I think we're going to make it. You just got to wait it out. And and to that point about like, how will this affect the cycle? I don't know exactly where that question was going, but I think it's probably like, does this suppress the potential gains for this ecosystem in this bull market based on where we thought it may go? I mean, honestly, that was a concern that I had a little bit myself, just wondering how long this lawsuit would drag out for and everything. But I'll tell you, and I'll see if I can dig it up. Um, it doesn't really matter. But I, I looked at the... Uh, so when the Ripple thing happened, the day that Ripple was sued by the SEC back in what? Would that have been 20... Was that oh, 2019? It's been, it's been three years. I, I yeah, don't know if it was 19 or 20. 20. I think it was 2020, though. So if you look at that, um, people were talking about like, oh, yeah, it like never went back to all-time highs again. Not Couldn't even be further from the truth, actually. There's a gigantic red candle exactly like what just happened with us here. And Ripple then absolutely shot the hell up in the bull market. So yeah. and, and, and rather shorter order. So don't get caught off guard or off sides here. Here, I just found my tweet about it to you yesterday. Um, oh, wow. That actually looks like 2021. Yeah, it's like early 2021. Okay. Um, yeah, because it was after the bull market already was kicking off. It had this gigantic godlike green candle up and then red candle literally back to the bottom of the retracement and then just absolutely went batshit for the next six months or so. So, man, I mean, this stuff can still happen. And I mean, like right now it feels horrible. But when you see a chart on this, three, four years down the road. I mean, man, th this could just look like quite an opportunity. So, um, yeah, I, so, I, I'm interested. <clears throat> Go ahead. Well, no, I want to answer this question. I didn't mean sue Bitcoin. There's no one to sue, just like Hex. I mean, there's really no one to sue. We don't have a foundation. We don't have a building. We don't have anything. Richard's just the most public figure. Just because Satoshi disappeared, um, does that, I guess that gives them the there's no founder, right? <laughs> but even though there's a lot of people out there, there's developers, there's people, you know, that they could go after. I don't know how you sue Bitcoin. Doesn't mean they can't try to choke it out, though, um, and make it very, very difficult for people to buy. Uh, that's kind of where I was headed with it. It's what they're doing to Uniswap with X. So, yeah, you can't sue Bitcoin. You can't sue yeah. Hex either. It, it, which they're they're trying to do actually right like they're trying it as, as other other um well they had to name it that way because they know there's no entity like there is no mm -hmm. llc there's no corporation there's no um anything except him and and the names of of those those objects so right yeah. Great comment here by David. Um, during SEC uh, sued Ripple company, they were still dumping coins constantly. Paul Sex is every day bought and burned during this hoax. So, yeah, I mean, keep in mind, Ripple is actually a company. And, you know, I, I'm not even, you know, we're only comparison, yeah, comparing these two because they're both sued by the SEC. But, yeah, let's keep in mind, these are two vastly different products. I mean, like one is literally a company. That's why the precedent of Ripple winning that case we all thought was so huge and why Ripple literally 2X'd in one day 
based yeah. off of the news because it's like Jesus, if they are not deemed a security, <laughs> nothing's gonna be, especially right. something like hacks. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we every part of the every leg of the Howie test um, is covered, and you know, Richard did that intentionally. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very surprised at the ruling of heck, uh, of Ripple. I mean, I was happy for him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we want all of crypto to do well. Uh, we want to embrace the different communities, just like we would like them to embrace us. But you know, here we are, still the redheaded stepchildren, and for uh, now, it's it's for the now. Trailer park boys, the yeah. trailer park boys. Yeah, yeah, for now. Um, do you want to go through and see? Um, I, I know we've gotten a lot of action in the chat tonight. I don't know if there was anything you saw else that was interesting before we get ready to wrap up here, or if you have some thoughts you want to go to, Ewok. Um, I don't I mean, I think I exhausted all my thoughts pretty much. Um, all the notes that I had I written down that we, we've talked about, and you know, I, I just think it's very similar, it's very eerily similar to the beginning days of hex is what we're seeing and, and the FUD and people are scared and um, rightfully so I, I get it, you know, but now there's been so much development, so much community, so many smart people um, have joined us in this space. Like some of the developers, Alex and um, you know, you've got the guys from, um, maximus and and you've got the the ph guys and you know we need to embrace them um there there's a lot of products that are coming uh it, it, it's you know it, it's amazing we're we're just that much further ahead i get it it's scary um but just look at what's going on around you and the things that are being built as we speak you know the um i forget whether it was famous or fiat or one of those um was going to launch like today uh but he, he decided to hold out um I, I heard him talking on cabana stream earlier you know they're gonna wait till next week obviously let this blow over a little bit um but that's another thing to look forward to you know we've got a um just a a, a ton of intelligent people um <clears throat> that are that are building and marketing and you know you've got the movie on friday which is going to be i'm driving um, on Saturday to watch it because I can't make it in time after after work on Friday, but I will be going on on Saturday to to check it out and super excited for that. Just uh, yeah, man, it's there's a there's a lot to look for and and to get some of these prices, I, I realize it it could be a a scary thing to press that buy button right now, um, but just think about all the hexagons that that got in on that day thirty three. Um, and and where they are now with uh, the ten thousand X, and I could see some of these numbers are are, are pretty juicy. So, yeah, do what you yeah, will, agree. but it, I I don't think you could ask for a better opportunity anyway at this point. I agree. It's the number one thing I'm interested in in buying right now. We just got a new RH tweet. Uh, he's on a little bit of a tweet storm now today, I guess you would say. So just right now, he said, I grew up poor. I lived in a warehouse. I worked hard and eventually raised $27.5 for charity, wrote free self-help books, free self-help videos, called the Bitcoin top at 65K, all the things we know. Uh, the last time I was at my mom, this I love, the last time I was at my mom's house, I installed a bidet for her. Uh, I did everything I could to help people not get scammed by giving their money to companies that promise you opportunity, but deliver you bankruptcy, Celsius, BlockFi, FTX, and more. 
don't drink, don't gamble, don't trade, consider raising money for charity and definitely install a bidet for your mom. Uh, there's a video on how to do it on richardhart.com. I'm doing the best I can to make the world a better place. And I want you on my team, be the change you wish to see in the world. So, um, he, you know, it's good to see him vocal and out there. He he's veiled, basically responded to the sec already. And, you know, he, he's obviously going to fight back. So, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I think we're already seeing a recovery of these prices and I think we're just going to continue to see it. Um, yeah. you know, th this, as much as we've got the free advertising from the SEC and the film is coming out and everything, it's going to be fantastic, I think, as far as like all these extra eyes. I do think the negativity of this initial piece of news will be mostly out of the crypto news cycle whenever somebody else actually robs his followers next week. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, that's it'll be gone next week. Um, you know, but then you still have to hear the echoes of all these people that still hate Richard. Um and that's what the block button's for, guys. Um, I forget who said it earlier today, but if you're giving Eric Wall any attention, I'm sorry. He doesn't deserve it. He's troll number one, um, and you're just feeding into it. At this point, He's he's got to be at least on, on the block list. I, I blocked him uh, a long time ago, but... <laughs> You know, we've got to get rid of some of these people and just not let it bother you. Uh, it, it, I wouldn't even interact with half of them unless they've got a big follower count. Um, and then if there's something you can correct in what they said, um, then do it. But I, I wouldn't bash the people. They're not worth the time. Uh, but if you can educate them, then then do that. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it'll be out of the, out of the main, major news here a week or so. It'll be back to normal. You won't even notice it happen. Hopefully the bottom happens within this time too. Um, and we can just kind of slowly head on, uh, head on up. Yeah. Like yeah. We, Jeffersons. Uh, yeah. Moving on up. Um, moving we on got up. a shout out, a shout out to Eric Wall on this podcast tonight because uh, we've got the trailer park boys here, Mr. Leahy and my Randers over here with me tonight. So um, shout out to Eric Wall. We are uh, representing the trailer park boys. Um, yeah, I, I think that just about does it. I uh, really want to thank all you guys for being here with us. This has probably been the, our, our most watched stream yet, which I kind of figured would happen just because yeah. of everything going on. I know that yeah. I've been out there. There's been so much good stuff the last couple of days. Yeah. And thanks like, for being active in the chat too, man. You guys are tearing it up with your comments and questions and yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Smash the really like on your way out. Smash a like on your way out. Um, and we really appreciate it. And we're just going to keep this this level of content up. I, I appreciate everything that all the Hexacans are doing streaming. I appreciate these big influencer channels that are giving Hexacans an opportunity to speak now. And one message I just want to pass on before we go, and we've said it a few times throughout here. Um, it, it's easy to get pissed. It's easy to get hateful feeling and stuff like that when you see the bigger influencers and the Bitcoin maxis, um, you know, take a crap on Hex or on Richard Hart or whatever. Just... Don't even engage it. I mean, like whatever it takes you to get away from it, whether it's muting them, blocking them, whatever you want to do. I, I just think it's best that we don't come off. You obviously can act however you want. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but it's best that you don't come off, um, you know, like a hateful, spiteful person or anything, even if they are acting like that. You know, um, I think there's been enough of that. And I think as this ecosystem grows and we do see it on bigger influencer channels here and there, um, you will just generally see people acting with less vitriol because they will have understood the product a lot more by that yep. point. So, 
Um, yeah, and, and actually what you should do probably rather is find some old RH stream that you like where he is just spitting game basically in a good way about all these topics and lead them to that or something or just educate yeah. them. I was in that Scott Melker chat earlier today and uh, in the waiting room before it, and there was a guy in there that was kind of on the fence about Richard Hart on Hex and all this stuff and was just like, I never really liked him and just seeing the way he acts and everything. And we just explained to him, like, hey, look at the, the Donald Trump phenomenon. Like, a lot of that is just sales tactics and stuff. The guy, Donald Trump, I forget what this event even was, but held a Bible up <laughs> in front of the White House or whatever that day while people were getting, like, tear gassed far, not far off from him or something. Not one man, I think, believes that that dude is deeply religious or anything <laughs> like that. It, it, it's the perfect troll job, but it's like, look, here's yeah. what it is. But his policies, at least economically, were probably like better than anybody else uh, we could vote for for the American people. So you have to look at it, I think, in terms of that. So I kind of made that comparison to, to show that person a little bit. And you got to, you know, you're not going to open anybody's mind by shitting on them. So nope, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So thank you all guys. Um, once again, hit the like on the way out, subscribe to the channel. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 PM Eastern standard time. So for Randy, man, this has been Mr. Leahy. I'm going to go have some brandy scotch and pass out for the evening. Uh, this has been the creative crypto podcast. Take it easy guys. <laughs>